the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to the table to share their story. Come and join us. I'm talking to Anika Johnson. My parenting style, I don't know what I would label my parenting style. I do have um, a strategy that I abide by. Oh. Um, when parenting my children so far, it's working out great for me. Just incredible deprivation of special things. Oh. <laughs> so, like, we don't spend our weekends at the museums or mm-hmm. Mall of America or doing anything fancy or extravagant. Mm-hmm. And we don't do extravagant gifts or anything crazy mm-hmm. because I have found that then my kids are so pleased with the simple things. Oh, that's and good. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, it's, it's been lovely. My favorite story about it is um, we were on a road trip with uh, my two older ones, and they were maybe four, four and five, I think. And we, it was our first time staying in a hotel. I'd never brought them to a hotel before because, you know, deprivation. We hadn't gone on any fancy mm-hmm. uh, vacations or anything. Um, and so we're just staying at, I think it was like a Comfort Inn and Suites, nothing crazy. We were actually there because the car had broken down on our way to where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. And we walk into our hotel room, and my son had to go to the bathroom, you know. So he walks into the bathroom, he comes back out, and his eyes are just huge. And he goes, Mom, they have two toilet papers. (laughs) And he could not believe it, that we were staying at such an incredible place that they actually had two rolls of toilet paper next to each other. You know, folded in a corner and everything. That's interesting. At first, I thought you were going to talk about self-deprivation, like you were depriving yourself. Oh, but I love what you said about mm-hmm. keeping keeping it simple yeah. so that they're appreciating the simple things yes. and then have a greater appreciation for the bigger things. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard that a lot of uh, kids who um, struggle with depression and stuff like that is because their childhood was so idyllic mm-hmm. that it's almost like they've got nothing to look forward to yeah. because they've experienced it all because we're all about giving them those experiences and these mm-hmm. opportunities and we don't leave anything left. But they're like, yes. when I leave home, I can remember when I left home, I was like, I get to choose my own food. Yeah. And not like, you know, basically I was dictated to what my mother put in the, in the larder or in the, right. um, yeah. And, and I just remember that simple joy of, I went and spent my money and bought groceries that made my heart happy. And, and yet I think we miss, miss that because we just provide so much. Like, they get what they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got your favorite cereal. Oh, I've got this mm-hmm. for you. Or I did this for you. Mm-hmm. And it leaves, there's nothing left for them to look forward to yes. when they're old enough and mature enough mm-hmm. to step out on their own. Yeah, my son just yesterday, same, same boy, is now 11. Oh, my gosh, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I had to think about that one. <laughs> he learned how to mow the lawn yesterday. We got a riding lawn- lawnmower, a new-to-us riding lawnmower. It's actually really old <laughs> and kind of, <laughs> you know, janky. But he could hardly wait to learn how to mow the lawn. Aww. And so he just rode that lawnmower all day yesterday and is so <laughs> proud. And I'm like, there we go. Yep. You didn't do anything fancy. So now you're just pleased as pie to mow the lawn mm-hmm. and figure this thing out. So anyways. That's great. Yeah. Okay, because I'm a little guilty. So I'm an Enneagram 7. Okay. So I like things to be fun. Yeah. So I'm always about what can we do that's fun. Yeah. So that's a great perspective for me to think about, about how how can I deprive my children? Mm-hmm. But no, but like how can I not s- 
set unrealistic expectations yeah yeah i've also stopped um asking my kids oh did you have fun today oh because like do i think everything's supposed to be fun it's Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm actually giving them an expectation that everything is supposed to be fun by asking them that question um so i stopped trying to stop asking them if they've had fun instead you leaving it open-ended how was your day how how was that party yeah I remember reading an article where it talked about, because I, so I have two boys, and sometimes it's hard to get them to talk about their day. Right. And one of the questions was, what's something that, what's something weird that happened today? Mm-hmm. And I love that question because then they're looking for what, what is weird that I'm going to tell mommy about. Yeah. And everyone knows I like weird. Celebrate. Right. Hashtag celebrate, celebrate weird. weird. <laughs> I like that about you. I'm learning. What else should I answer? Well, so let's, you're on the mom boss team. I am. Oh my gosh, it's been so fun to help Dre plan and, well, actually, mostly she just did all the planning, but to be the hands and feet to kind of bring this to life for her, mm-hmm. it is so incredible to cheer someone on that you love and to see something that they've been dreaming of. I mean, you've really, as a friend of hers, I've seen it, this dream of hers mm-hmm. for years, and now that it's actually here and it came to life, it's and it's, it's so, so incredible. Beautiful. Yes. Which I expected. Yes. I expected it to be beautiful because Dre was involved, but yeah. like it's at a whole different level than I know. I expected. And it's not just about things looking beautiful for the sake of I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Just for aesthetic beauty. Yeah, no, it's about that beauty is meaningful. Mm-hmm. And um Well when somebody takes the time to make a setting special for you or to use special dishes or a yes. special cup or something special you feel special you feel appreciated mm-hmm. you feel seen and encouraged which is w- what is behind mm-hmm. what dre is doing exactly creating the space for women exactly that you are special mm-hmm. and i've created this special space and a special event for you mm-hmm. i think especially for women and moms how mm-hmm. often we spend our time doing that for other people right so to come to a place where everything has been taken care of for you mm-hmm. she's thought about every single detail um yeah, it just speaks so loudly, I think, especially to women and to moms. So yep, Exactly. Yeah, it's been a joy to be a part of it. <laughs> feel honored. I feel like I got like this front row seat on this like great adventure. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So you worked have you always worked outside the home? I have not. So what was that because I think for women I think it's a decision that every woman has to make. Right. And sometimes I think hearing other women's process of how mm-hmm. they made their decision is helpful. Yeah. So how did you come to the decision then to, so you were in the house working in the home and yep. then how did you make the decision to work outside the home? So I actually started working outside of the home as a teacher, um, but I had two kids pretty quickly after getting married and uh, made the decision to stop working outside of the home for financial reasons. I just honestly wasn't making enough to pay for two infants. Mm-hmm. Um, in childcare. And so I just actually, uh, my job ended and I was like, well, I kind of, well, this is makes the decision for me. Mm-hmm. So I did some childcare in my home for a couple of years. Um, but realized because of some mental health stuff, um, and just learning about myself and my personality that it would be best if I actually did something outside of the home too. Um, so right about that time, uh, I received a contract job 
that allowed me to do some work at home and some work at my church doing some curriculum writing. And that was just the perfect combo. I was able to be home and do all the things that I love and enjoy with my kids and feel like I was really present for their young years. Um, I felt like I was doing good kind of by them. And then also working from um, working outside of the home and using my gifts that I just loved. And um, yeah, doing the things that God had created for me to do beyond being a mom. <laughs> he created me for that too. But um, it's okay to do both either or none of those all, right? Right. Yeah. So did you, sometimes I feel like with women, sometimes women working outside the home makes them a better mom when they're there. Yeah. Like what you're talking about, uh, talking about, about being able to use your gifts Mm-hmm. And being a person, yeah, more than just a mom, yeah, is is some. I've seen that make women a better mom, yeah, when they're with their kids. Yeah, I definitely feel that way. Right now, I'm working full time outside of the home, um, and that is has all of its challenges right. of its own. A great part of that has uh, has been finding incredible childcare. So I do now. I have two olders, which you've heard me talk about, but then I also have a four year old, and um, she just has incredible care through mostly grandparents and some close friends. And that's made a world of difference, just finding the childcare that I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. that she's with people that adore her. You know and that she's taken care of, so you can take care of what yeah. you need to take care of. Yes, yeah. That's been a huge piece of me feeling comfortable working outside of the home. If I didn't have that, I don't think I probably would. So, yeah. Well, and it's you. super flexible. Yeah, that's That's nice. My husband does not have a flexible job. <laughs> so I'm the flexible one. All right. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. Yeah. You girls are lovely. Goodbye. (laughs) State your name. Brianna Bachman. Great. So we are going to be doing the parenting Mm -hmm. series in the fall. And so what do you want children in your life to know about life, the world, and themselves? When I hear that question, what comes to mind is what I want my children to know about themselves, because I think it stems and ties into everything else going on in their world. And what I even had a conversation with my daughter, who's six years old, last night about is that she went to a gymnastics birthday party and, you know, a lot of these girls were climbing up the rope and coming down and climbing up the rope, ringing the bell, coming down, and she couldn't even get, you know, a couple feet off the ground. Mm. And what I talked to her about is I just said, you know, every person is on their own journey. And those girls that you saw go up and ring the bell four times, they've been practicing gymnastics for five hours a week for years. Mm -hmm. You can't look at them and say, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Or you can't look at them and say, I can't do that. And they can, therefore, I'm not going to try anymore. And Mm -hmm. I'm defeated. And now Mm -hmm. I'm going to go and live my life in every other area that I could even be successful. And that's meant for me, Mm -hmm. defeated. Mm -hmm. And I told her, everything takes work. Anything that's worth doing that you're proud of at the end, that Mm -hmm. you're really Mm -hmm. excited to share with mommy and daddy, that all takes work. And Ellie was this girl who went up five times during the bell. She was so proud to do that because she's been working on that. And Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, the first time she did that, she could not go to the top. And it was hard. And it hurt her hands. And it hurt her feet. But she kept doing it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I gave that little speech last night was because my daughter um, has trying to like with physical therapy to kind of open up her hips because of the way she was born and and everything. And I I just want her to know, I don't want to grow her up thinking that she has to be the best and that means she's okay. Like Mm -hmm. just be the best, um, practice at home, go in public, show them that you're the best and then you'll be safe. Mm -hmm. I want to show her and I want her to know that she can go out into any arena. I can go run a 5K, which I haven't done in years, <laughs> have women pass me, pass mm-hmm. other women, mm-hmm. and I don't have to be like, I'm better than them. I'm not as good mm-hmm. as them. I mm-hmm. am me. And it just, right. I seriously. I'm running my own race. Yes, my mm-hmm. own journey, my own path. And I seriously, it was so funny. The whole race, I was thinking, like when it was really hard, I was thinking of the children 
children's book, the first children's book that I ever got my daughter. And it was, it's of this little fish. And at the very end, it's, it's a story about some fish are black, some fish are white, mm-hmm. some fish swim up, some fish swim down, some fish mm-hmm. are spiky, some fish are smooth. And in the end, it's like, Adri, every, this is a whole beautiful world of different fish. Mm-hmm. You be you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. swim. Right. And that's the end of the book. And it's like, <laughs> that's such a great story of life because we all are on different places and it's not about this is the ideal which we are drilled into our heads and I think finally media is is allowing us to see that this whatever it is you know is not the perfection is not the ideal Mm -hmm. that there are so many perfects and they just look very different right and so that that's what I want my my kids to know about themselves and then I hope that that translates to everyone else because then if they are enough now Mm -hmm. then that person over there who also couldn't do it all the way to the top they're enough Right. And the person who got all the way up to the top, they, she can clap for them. And mm-hmm. she can be excited mm-hmm. for them and not have to have the comparison rob her of that thrill for them and right. the encouragement that she can offer to the others who aren't able to. So I heard recently about someone talking about when someone walks into a room confidently, confident in who they are, that that makes everybody else around them feel confident, mm-hmm. where as opposed to walking in insecure mm-hmm. and, and with pride, then, you're, then everyone else, then there's this competitive mm-hmm. thing in the air. But when you come mm-hmm. in confident... You're making every, you're, you are like everybody else is feeling uplifted mm-hmm. versus having to compare themselves to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's that. Very much of us, like a, almost a spirit or a trend mm-hmm. that can just sweep th- through a room easily. Right. And women have that power to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To build each other up. So. And then you said you also had. I have a two year old girl. So I have, I'm a mom of two girls. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. The day before <laughs> Mother's Day, I took my six year old daughter to get her first pedicure because oh, her thing, her love language <laughs> is time. And I'm so bad at just sitting still. So I said, I know if someone's doing something to my feet and I'm in a massage chair, I will sit still. Mm-hmm. And so we got her pedicure and I turned a massage chair on and she said, Oh, mommy, I want to come here every day. I said, so do I. But we're going to have to get you doing chores so you can earn your way back to the next one. But yeah, it's, it's great to be a mom. And I think it's just so, it's so empowering to be able to have the influence to lift up these two girls and to raise them in a way that their mind is ready for everything that's going to get thrown at them. Mm-hmm. Because I just think there are so many expectations of women of what they think they need to be as a mom, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter, as a friend. There's so many expectations. Mm-hmm. Lots of shoulds. There's a lot of you them. Should, you should. But mm-hmm. I, I think the thing that I realize is that the, har- the person that's hardest on us is ourselves. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about just getting them water. It has to be the, the water bottle that is their favorite that grandma got them so that grandma can see that you're using the water bottle and having a jacket and making sure they brush their teeth. And it's just like sometimes we just need to give ourselves a break mm-hmm. because we're, we are enough. And right. half the things that we think are so important, nobody ever sees. Right. So just being present with our kids. So that's great. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you for having this. Yeah. This is amazing <laughs> outreach. I love that you're doing this. I love that you saw that something that was your original vision maybe wasn't exactly working out. So you just like, fine, then I'll find another way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <you>. amazing. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for being here. Yep. And what's your name? I am Jill Holter nice and I'm you. almost 51 years old and I have six kids. Wow. Wow. Lots of wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tons all, of wow. All you? All from you? Um, they all came out of me. Okay. Um, from my first marriage, I'm remarried. Okay. And my oldest is 22 and just graduated from college. Oh. And my youngest is 11 and wow. in fifth grade and everybody's in between. Wow. That's a big span too. Yeah. 11 well, year 11 span. years. My oldest was 11 when I had my last one. Okay. So yeah, it was a hot mess for a lot of years. 
Yeah. But how fun. Like It was fun. Crazy yep. I homeschooled. Chaos. I was home with all of them. Wow. Until five years ago when I went back to work. So I was like hands on all the mom stuff. So that is one of my questions is how did you make that decision? Because then you were working in the home yeah. to then go to working outside the home. Um, quite simply, I got divorced. And okay. as a single mom, I needed a job. Right. So I did that. And um, really glad I went back to work. Put the kids in school. Got myself back. It was mm-hmm. absolutely the best decision. Nice. Yeah. And you feel like that made you a better mom? Yes. Um, I feel like I'm a better example for both my boys and my girls that, mm-hmm. you know, I was lucky I got to be with them when they were little and I got to be home when they were babies. I never had to go on maternity leave. Mm. Um, but they see me being smart, being engaged, using my talents mm-hmm. outside of teaching them and cooking and taking care of the house and right. all of that. So I think I have expanded in their eyes. Mm-hmm. I hope you're but a person. Yeah. More than just I, mom. Well, I'm yes. And, but mom is still number one. And mm-hmm. if somebody gets sick at school or they text me that they forgot their whatevers or, um, they're in trouble, I'm still mom first and, mm-hmm. and, uh, wife second and employee third. Love that. Yeah. Sorry, husband. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. <laughs> but third. Just yeah. Kidding. No, he's, he's an amazing stepdad. Yeah. That's he's awesome. really cool. Not very many yeah. guys will take on a crazy lady with six kids. <laughs> so, so I have all these questions. Yes. Is there a question that you would like something that's um, out to you? My parenting style used to be, you know, I was very present 24-7 and mm-hmm. hands-on with everything. Obviously with teaching, I home birthed, I gardened, I baked everything from scratch. I was very involved and I love mm-hmm. that. Um, now, and it's easier as they're older. I want them to be independent. I mm-hmm. want them to get in trouble. I want them to push my buttons, and some have um, mastered that skill mm-hmm. to, like, <laughs> professional level. Um, but I want them to be themselves. And I, it, when they were all little and I was in control of everything, I wanted to – I had this idea that I was going to mold them into these humans that I wanted them to become. Mm-hmm. So stepping back has been great because – they're becoming the humans they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And they're not what I thought. Some of them, they're um, way, all way better than I could have ever done in, you know, um, teaching them. But they still come to me. I think the foundation was laid. So they still mm-hmm. come to me when they've done something wrong, when they're in trouble. Even the teenagers, they know I'm going to get mad. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about it. And then I'll get mad again. And so. But that's such a gift. I, I appreciate hard. that. I have a 13 mm-hmm. and 10 year old boys. Yeah. And so they're getting at that age where uh, the way that I've heard it put is that, you know, there's a time where you're protecting mm-hmm. and then you need to prepare yeah. because they're going to be out of your house. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate what you're saying about letting them be who they are. Yeah. And that includes screwing up. I mean, you right. want to keep them the physically safe. Um, you know, when they're little, it's like, please don't fall out of that tree. When they're big, it's like, please don't drink and drive. You know, right. you have to change your teach them the best you can and then trusting them is what really helps them make good decisions mm-hmm. is I'm here but you go ahead and right and if you, if you do oh, and I like what you said too about if you do make a bad decision mm-hmm. like I'm still here yeah like and, and I'll, not, I'll make you safe and and make things okay first and then I will chew you out and make <laughs> you feel terrible there will be consequences yes absolutely and so they they learn that and I think it helps them they don't want to disappoint Instead of mom's going to be mad and I'm going to get in trouble and grounded and whatever, mm-hmm. they don't want to disappoint because I trust them up front mm-hmm. and they don't like breaking that trust. Right. Usually. Right. Yeah. Some are better than others. Yeah. <laughs> Different personality. Yeah. If my kids ever listen to this, they'll be like, she's talking about me. I know it. <laughs> Keep them guessing. 
Um, let's see. What do you want the children in your life? Oh, I have so many kids in my life. I think that's what's fun about having a lot of kids mm-hmm. is all the peripheral kids mm-hmm. that kind of come through the doors. And I cook a lot, and, and we have a lot of parties, and we are kind of the home base for kids and their friends. So I just want them to all know that they're valuable, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. the girls. I think we're living in a shifting time where there's all these statements about girl power and women power and mom power but they don't know how to apply it to their younger lives. Mm -hmm. So I want to be a resource to kids that are trying to find their way. And not everybody has a great home. A lot of kids have mixed up families and situations. So I just, I want to be open. And if they come to me and want to talk serious, Mm -hmm. great. If they don't, at least they know I'm a safe person. And if one of them called me in the middle of the night, I would go pick them up. And And I would yell at them. Yeah. With all the same? And then I would deliver them to their parents. Right. Well, and the reason I asked that question is because <clears throat> they're so, like, I have a sister that doesn't have kids, and mm-hmm. she's the best aunt. And it's such yeah. a gift to me to have another adult speaking into my son's lives Yes, you're valuable. Yes. And I'm going to go out of my way to be there for you yeah. for school concerts or whatever. And, and there's not that intense, visceral mothering bond. So y- that doesn't cloud how mm-hmm. you can relate to that person. Right. So, I mean, mom is number one, but mm-hmm. all of those other women and men and, and adults and young adults in their lives, they all hold a good place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And are a gift. Yes. Um, a woman that's been significant in my life, lots of them. I was adopted but okay. as a newborn, so my birth mom um, couldn't raise me, so they gave me up for adoption, and it was the best thing in the world because I have wonderful parents. Mm-hmm. So I have a mom that gave me life, And a mom that raised me, and she's still living. And then I have all these other coaches and teachers and moms that are older than me Mm -hmm. that I've learned from, moms that are younger than me that are doing a way better job (laughs) than I did when I was a young mom that's inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I would say my birth mom who, you know, chose life for me. Mm -hmm. And then my mom-mom who's given me my whole life. Those are the two most important. You can't replace mom. It does take a village, but mom is the thing right yeah right. it's who I am thank you of course thank you so much I for love talking about that. my kids yes <laughs> and myself <laughs> it's great me too that's why I have a podcast <laughs> that's wonderful thank you thank you okay so we're talking about parenting styles with Callie Wait, and Tanya Crunchdabo woohoo yay so what is your parenting style Tanya well, t- yeah I want to hear yours Tanya Mine? Oh, mine was winging it, basically. Yeah, just, oh, Lord, please mitigate the damage that I'm probably doing to my children right now. Right. And just come in and let your Holy Spirit cover the multitude of mistakes. But see, I mean, doesn't that just sum up my personality, though? I'm more a pessimist than an optimist. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's the opposite. So he's like, hey, we're doing a fantastic job. Because he came from kind of a dysfunctional upbringing so yeah that would be my parenting style yeah i've always joked with todd that we have a counseling fund instead of a college fund because yeah that's like no matter how hard we try we're we're gonna mess them up in our own special way (laughs) (laughs) well that's the problem like as a first-time mom i don't think i ever know what i'm doing ever like constantly is this right well and is she okay that's a common is that normal is it Is that not normal? Mm. Is she hitting milestones at the right time? Should she be doing that? Should she not be doing that? She started hitting. Is that, what do you do when she's hitting? I'm like Googling everything. I don't know. I don't have a clue. And then as soon as you get that down, then they move out of that 
right you're just to like, the next okay, phase. I think I've nailed this two-year-old thing, and then they're gone. It's like, ah. And then it's the next thing. Next, she's going to be right. Yeah, sassy or something. The hitting thing is normal. But isn't it important to just hear that? I mean, for yeah. me, yeah. to have somebody say, that's normal. My kid did that, too. You're not a bad parent. No, right. And she's not a bad kid. Right. She's not a bad girl. No. Okay, right. let's, let's talk about that for a second. She is not a bad girl. She's having bad behavior. Yeah. That's something that I've been learning lately. Like, that's so you're fun. not bad. The behavior is bad. You right. are good. And this is not, this is not who you are. Right. Well, even you are of an infinite worth. Amen. Infinite worth, no matter what. Right. Yet God wants to tweak us a bit. Well, even as you say that, like, as soon as I do address it with her, like, you cannot hit mommy that hurts. Her face just falls. Right. You know, she gets sad tears in her eyes and she curls up in my lap. So she knows there's a tenderness Mm -hmm. in her own spirit Mm -hmm. that is saying, I don't want to react like that. Or I know that's not okay to react. Well, the frustration with a two and a half year old, too, is the words like wanting to communicate and not being able to and being so frustrated right that sometimes that comes out as hitting right right or and having such a lack of control she has very few things that she gets to be in control of truly and so she does i'm sure that's part of the lashing out but how do you know you never know you google i google all the time right. <laughs> or i text my friends right they are an amazing resource like moms that have gone before there is something so beautiful about having women in your life who have gone before you to say is this normal is this okay is this am i doing it right do you have any tips and it, it's overwhelming because there's so much information out there that sometimes it's like, sometimes we should Google and sometimes we should step away from the Google because it's like, ah, that's true. You know, it can muddy the waters enough. I mean, my, my father, who's 75 years old, four kids, he said, I want you to realize that most of what you do is actually good. Yeah. That he can say that after the wisdom of, of you know how many years right um and that's hard for me to hear but he's like most of what you're doing because i'm thinking of of the five percent that i see that's really really bad it's like most of what you're doing is good it's good it's, it's going to be okay right that's so good to be encouraged that way too to to have somebody who's gone before you to say yeah this is good you're doing it right and okay right. and it's not perfect but it's not a perfect science right. i mean yeah well and one thing that works for one child won't work for the other child in the oh same family man. yeah yeah With different personalities i mean i at the same time i will say charlie jump ben why don't you think about it for a second <laughs> because of their personality right right yeah. and so you're really trying to cater to who god has created that right kid to be and calling out who and calling that out of them right and sometimes that comes out skewed do you think that your boys sense that or feel that when like do they sense that you're doing it different with each of them oh that's a good question I would think so, wouldn't you think? Probably, yeah, prob- probably. I, I think, I think Ben probably hears me telling Charlie to go for it, and he's like, "Hey, like I want to go for it." And you're Why telling won't me you to let think me. about it? Yeah. What? Well, I even think about my own in my own family growing up. I have a younger brother, and I remember I didn't have a curfew growing up, but my brother did, and. and much to my brother's chagrin, but it, I was the responsible one who called home and told them when I was going to be late and where I was. And I was where I said I was going to be. And he was the kid that was always late. He went to somebody else, not never necessarily maliciously, but would, you know, move to another kid's house and not tell mom and dad that he had left. So he had a curfew and he had to check in and he just couldn't get why I didn't have one, but he had one. Right. So yeah, yeah I bet they, you do pick up on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. It takes grace. So much great.
tons and tons and tons of grace. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi. What's your name? Rone Brummett. We'll say that again. Rone. Rone? Yes. Oh, that's pretty. Thank you. I've never heard that before. It's my grandmother's maiden name. That's really pretty. Thank you. Um, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We are going to be doing an episode in the f- our series in the fall on parenting. And so we're just getting some different sound bites about parenting and momming and or if you don't have children, the children in your life that that you're speaking into their life. So fabulous. These are the questions or if there's something else that you think of. Well, uh, I have four humans. They're not children anymore. They're okay. 22, <laughs> 20, 18 and 16 now. Oh, wow. So uh, I work in and out of my home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so have you always worked out? No. no. Um, so I haven't, uh, I say in and out of my home. I have a home-based business, but I'm oh, never okay. home. So oh. my husband's always <laughs> like, you don't work from home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mostly I, I chose a home-based business so that I could be around and I can choose my hours. And okay. I love that. So even when I'm out with a client, they know that if my kids call, that I will always answer their call. Mm. And that's the, that's the most important thing for me is mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm there for my kids. Right. Yeah. And for them to know that they rank higher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And right. y- you can't do that. I've worked jobs where you have to go to the job and if they're sick and you call and you get threatened by your job, it's like, well, no, you have to be here. And mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't work for me, for my house. Right. So what would you say that your parenting style has, I know you said you have older kiddos now, young adults. Yep. So what did it look like? Well, it could have changed, but what is your general parenting style? Kind of oh, kind super of hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had very strict parents. Okay. So I would say that I'm not, I'm not strict. And mm-hmm. at the same point, my, par- my, my children were raised to respect us as mm-hmm. parents. My husband and I were both try to be as absolutely respectful to each other Mm -hmm. so that we show them how to be good humans. Mm -hmm. I remember um, I picked up my daughter. She was a teenager and I picked her up from a friend's house and she goes, Oh my gosh, mom, thank you for being my mom first and my friend second. Mm. Cause she had just spent the day with her friend who was absolutely disrespectful to her mom. And, and she thanked me for that, for, for not letting her disrespect me. Mm -hmm. That's so important Mm -hmm. to see that for your kids too, to know what the boundaries are. Yeah, that's not that's not acceptable. I'm your mother. Exactly. Well, and also that it's not acceptable to disrespect other people either. And to show respect when you show respect for other people, you're also showing respect for yourself. Mm. And so we try to make sure that we've instilled in them how important it is to have that respect for self and for others and um, self-esteem, too. We work really hard on self-esteem at our house. Yeah. Well, and I love, too, that you and your husband are modeling it. Mm-hmm. Not only saying it, but you're doing it and modeling it to them too. Yeah, my husband is absolutely amazing. I'm one of those very lucky women who he uh, comes home and rather than just sitting on the couch, he jumps right in, helps with the dishes, does laundry, and is modeling for my boys because I have three boys and one girl. But he's mm-hmm. modeling for my boys how they should be as men. Mm-hmm. Right. That th- this is how it operates as a family. Yes. As a family unit, gendered. Yes. <laughs> yep. That we all we all work together. We all play together. We all have a good time. Nice. So, well, and you've talked about this a little bit. Is there, what would you want the children in your life to know about life, the world, or themselves? Oh, some of it is to not take 
not take things so seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, high school is probably the worst. Junior high and high school, you just think that uh, if I don't get along with this person, mm-hmm. then life is over. And um, just don't change yourself for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be a good person. Be who you are. And uh, if they don't accept you, then that's on them. That's not on you. Right. My oldest is 13 and in the middle of middle school. Oh, yeah. Girl or boy? <laughs> boy. Oh, 13-year-old boy. And I said, middle school is hard and it's just going to be hard and you're not going to, you're going to feel weird and you're not going to know why you're feeling your feelings and that's normal. So find someone to sit with at lunch and yep, that's the end of my pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, it's, a, it's such an awkward awkward time in life and when you were talking it reminded me did you ever read diary of a wimpy kid or yeah the play there's that one character i don't remember his name and he was just kind of an odd duck really like the singer or whatever but he never changed and and the wimpy kid didn't wasn't sure if he wanted to be friends with him but this boy never changed and the wimpy kid at least in the play version kind of saw ended up seeing the value in that and i remember i loved seeing that displayed and talking and then being able to talk to my 13 year old of you be you. Yes. Don't be who someone else expects you to be. Like you be you and do you well. And, and that kind of frees up other people too, to, to do, to be themselves too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the best thing to teach kids is to just be themselves while being a good person, right? You know, like be a good person, be yourself and, um, not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The right people will. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, What does mom boss mean to you? That's a good one. What does mom boss mean to me? Because you're a mom and a boss having your own home business. Yeah. um, I think for me, it's just being able to always, again, putting that mom first Mm -hmm. and boss second, making sure that my kids know that I've got their back. Mm -hmm. And um, if I need to, I will drop that boss off as quick as possible. Although they'll, they'll tell you I'm a boss all the time. <laughs> like maybe bossy. Yeah. Th- maybe that's what it is. Mom bossy. Mom bossy. <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank being you. on the podcast. Of course. Thanks. So what's your name? My name is Carissa Rasmussen. Oh, nice to meet you. That name is familiar. I did the warm up and the stretch. Okay. Uh, oh, are you a fitness person? Yes. That's it, where I've heard your name. Yeah. And I am on Fox a couple times a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, your name, I knew your name was familiar. Yeah. I'm Angie Smith. So nice to meet you. (laughs) Yes. So we can talk about any of these questions or if there are other things that you feel like you would want to say about parenting. Sure. Well, are you a parent? I am. I have two girls. Okay. One, uh, one of my daughters is seven, Molly. And then I have another little girl who is just going to be seven months old. Oh, wow. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. She is so squishy. She has like... Yes, she's in full role mm -hmm. time of life. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to um, get her into like a baby thigh contest Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I feel like she would definitely win that. She has the best thighs. They, you know, look like they have rubber bands. Yes. 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 They're so (laughs) wonderful. You just want to squish them? I do. I do all the time. I just, every time I change her, I'm like, oh, you got the best. <laughs> yeah. I always have trouble with baby's toes because they look like little peas and oh, I just want to eat, eat them because they're so adorable. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, she does the thing too where she, like you'll put her your finger to her toes and she'll curl her, her oh, toes around yeah. your finger. Yep. 
I just, and she p- puts her hand up to my face and puts her hand on my face. Aww. Like, like she's rubbing it like, oh, I love you so much. Mom. I don't know what she's thinking, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm pretending that she's yeah. thinking. Like, mom, you're my best friend. You Mommy, always you will be. some eye cream. Yes. <laughs> you kind of have some wrinkles. Let me help you out here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I am a mom and I love, 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 love every second of being a mom. I'm also a business owner, mm-hmm. so I own two businesses, one with my husband and one independently. So I have a lot going on, and then I stay home. So I have chose to stay home with this my new daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my older daughter went to daycare part-time, and this time around, I'm like, well, I think this might be my last one, so mm-hmm. I'm going to try to take it all in. <laughs> so it's a lot, but yeah, so yeah, fun. Yeah. And have you found that that change to stay from going from working with one to staying at home with one yeah has that what has that transition been like for you a little nutty Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's just finding that new balance right where when I think you know as moms we want to take care of everyone Mm -hmm. and also be good at everything else at the same time and so it's kind of coming up with this new normal for me and being okay with letting some things go, which Mm -hmm. I want to be good at everything. And I just can't be right now. I Mm -hmm. can't, some things I just have to let go. So, and it's harder for me. And I think for most women to let go of things to do for other people Mm -hmm. versus ourselves. Or, you know, like if if I'm, if I'm going to, if you're being deprived of something, it's easier to take than if you're depriving somebody else of something that you would do for them. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it's just really learning to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a new, a new thing, but it's, I wouldn't change it for anything. I just love seeing every little Mm -hmm. smile and. Yeah. Yeah. Fold in their thighs. Yes. 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 (laughs) It is such a gift. Yeah. I remember when I started staying at home, it was, I had trouble finding, feeling okay with the, with the value. Yes. The value that I was adding to the family Mm -hmm. when I wasn't bringing in a paycheck. Right. And it was interesting. My husband and I just had this conversation because I worked outside the home. Now I'm back in the home again. Yeah. And I was saying to him, it's hard. It's hard to to put a finger on the value of what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. And he said, you didn't ask me to say anything, but I'm going to say something to that. And he said, the value that you bring to the house is immeasurable. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you were sitting around just watching Netflix all the yeah. time, that's one thing. It's not, it's not all the time. He said all the time. It's not <laughs> all the time. It is sometimes. <laughs> I love it. But he said, what I'm, but there is value in what I'm doing in the home and being yeah. there and being available for our kids. And that, and that we're able financially yes, to, to do, do that, that is a gift, which was like a balm to hear him. I didn't know Isn't I needed it? him to say that. Yes. And what a blessing to have someone who is that uh, perceptive and mm-hmm. that um, open. I And my husband's yeah. the same way, where it's us putting that unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Right. And, and feeling it's a lie. Like, I know that it's a lie. Yes. But sometimes you believe it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, you know, immeasurable. I mean, we can't, there's so much that we do as moms mm-hmm. that makes everybody else's lives easier and flow right. better. And 
So we aren't a big crabby mess. <laughs> right. <laughs> the whole family. Right. Yeah. The world. Right. The world. Where would the world be without moms? That's right. Yes. What do you want the children in your life to know about life, the world, and themselves? I think one of the things that I tell my girls is where their self-esteem really comes from. Mm-hmm. And for me and for my children, I, I want them to know that their self-esteem comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, you know, we, we are so bombarded by worldly things and being the biggest, the baddest, and the best. Mm-hmm. And if we just stop and take a moment and really realize what is important and putting that into perspective and just knowing that our self-esteem, if we just are going down one path, we're going down the right path, your self-esteem comes from Jesus and that's you're you're never going to feel better about yourself um, than the times when we really are focused on Christ. So that's right. where that's one thing that if I can drill that into my children's mm-hmm. head, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's the one thing I would want them to know forever. Right. Nothing else matters. No. <laughs> that's it. Like you yeah, he loves you, you have value in him. Yeah. There's value in here in in, in you because of him. Yes. Like period. Yeah. Full stop. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. that we just all have these unique gifts that only we have, right. each individual. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are our own kind of awesome, and nobody can be you right. except you. Mm-hmm. So don't compete with anybody. Find Jesus. Do that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, right. And <laughs> Whatever else happens. not look like other people's gifts. Yes. But the thing, something I've been thinking about recently is what is success how do you mm-hmm. measure success yeah and it's not in having a thousand listeners which right it would be great if i had a thousand listeners right the success is taking steps of obedience to where god is calling yeah. me yeah and as long as i'm taking those steps then mm-hmm. if i have two listeners if i have two thousand listeners my success is still lying in taking steps of obedience yes and that when you do that there is at least one person who needs what you have to say right and you are changing that one person's life, which then has this sort of um, domino effect. Right. Mm-hmm. And is life changing for so many people. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To just be a part of what God is already doing. And it's hard to sometimes be in that place because you feel like, okay, we get, we get in this feeling sometimes of, I need to go. I need to go faster. I need to be bigger. I need to be the biggest, baddest, and the best. And then when you take a step back and you retreat and say, okay, wait a minute. What am I supposed to be doing? Who am mm-hmm. I supposed to be talking to? Who am I listening to? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roxanne and I were just talking about that same exact thing. And it's just w- and when you are obedient and when you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it mm-hmm. and you're listening, things happen. Right. Yeah. And the right people are there. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yes. yes. <laughs> Preach it, sister. <laughs> Yeah. That, so are any other questions sticking out? Um, I don't you? really know what my parenting style is. Um, my daughter just did that, you know, like uh, she's in second grade. So they answer questions about their mom on mm-hmm. Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And so the words that she used to describe me were awesome with an O. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, I can't remember the other words, but one of the words she said was weird. My mom mm-hmm. is weird. And I always tell her, I really think that be- when someone says to you, oh, you're so weird. I think that they don't necessarily mean it as a compliment, but mm-hmm. I always have told her, I feel like it's such a good, that's such a compliment because 
then you are being yourself. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. to take it as a compliment, like you're so weird. Yeah, I am. I am a weirdo. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm me. And so I kind of loved that. She put that on there. You're my mom is weird. (laughs) And I, we have dance parties in our house. One of the questions I ask all my guests is, if you were to use the hashtag celebrate weird to describe something about yourself, what would that be? I love it. Because, and when my yes. boys were little, I called them weirdos all the time. Like yeah. as a term of affection. Yeah. And then I realized when they called somebody else a weirdo, I was like, oh, oh that's, they just might not, a, that's just a family thing. Yeah, they might like not, he likes you. That's, yeah. That's, that's they might sorry. not feel the same way about <laughs> yeah. that word. But I was like, yes, let's, we celebrate weird. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We have dance parties and we just get nutty and mm-hmm. enjoy life and. Yeah. Yes. That's so funny when you say that about, you know, your kids were telling other, you know, that's so Mm -hmm. weird. I used to use a term of endearment that was, is not appropriate. My husband, I don't know where it came from, but we called each other poops. (laughs) I'm not sure why. And now I'm super embarrassed about it. But my daughter, when she was three, she yelled out the door, bye poops and I'm like oh my gosh we were we'll like go we're not that. gonna do this anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love bye love yes yeah. yes yeah funny. yeah well thank you so much yeah well thanks yeah it. thanks for being here celebrating moms thank you for joining us today at the table Any information mentioned in the show or things we talked about can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Or if you've already subscribed, please leave a review so that others can find us too. If you want to keep up on what's happening with Retreat House, you can find us on all the social medias at at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with what's happening with me, you can find me at at Angie Smith MN. We'll see you next week at the Retreat House Podcast.